the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Great news at the start of the day. Found out that the Speaker of the Ohio House, Jason Stevens, has indeed called for the special session, the emergency session, if you will, uh, to get everybody back to the General Assembly on uh, on uh, the 10th. So one week from today, so that they can have a vote in the House on overriding Governor DeWine's veto of the SAFE Act and the Saving Women's Sports Act. It's a huge, huge step. There were some concerns yesterday when I spoke with Representative Josh Williams and Representative uh, Jen Gross. There was a, you know, some huge questions about whether or not uh, they were going to be able to get everybody back to do this or if they were going to have to wait until the 24th when they come back uh, to have this vote, which, of course, leaves a lot of time for a lot more kids to be put into some serious jeopardy. And so we found out that, yes, uh, they are going to hold the special session on the 10th. Uh, once the House votes for it, if they vote to override the veto, we are told... The Senate has indicated to a number of sources that they will also vote to override. Clearly, there are enough votes um, in both chambers of the General Assembly to uh, uh, to override a veto if necessary in the original vote. Would any of them peel off and actually vote against the way they did in the original uh, vote on this? That's a question, I guess, uh, for all of them to answer. But the good news is they're going to have that chance to answer on the 10th. Now, about, uh, what, almost four years ago now, or three years ago now, in uh, April of 2021, the good people of Arkansas had the good representation in the Arkansas legislature pass something called the SAFE Act in that state. Um, it's a bill that was sponsored by Representative Robin Lundstrom and Senator Alan Clark, and it was called the same exact thing, the Saving Adolescents from Experimentation Act. In other words, it was the first version of the bill that just got passed uh, last month in Columbus. Just like we had with our rhino, trans-democrat, whatever you want to call Mike DeWine, our Republican governor vetoed that bill, or that, uh, that uh, yeah, that bill once it got through. The same type of rhino uh, Republican governor in Arkansas vetoed their bill. The good news is the people of Arkansas or the representation in Arkansas quickly moved to override that veto, and that is something we're hoping is going to happen here in Columbus as well. Joining us now to tell us about the process is Robin Lundstrom, state representative in Arkansas, who did indeed sponsor and pass that first version of the SAFE Act in her state. Robin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. How are you? I am doing great, and it is an awesome morning. Congratulations to the state legislature in Ohio. What heroes. That is so exciting to see. It is. It is. And, and uh, you know, as I'm told by uh, our mutual acquaintance and friend, Gary Click, Representative Click, who sponsored this here in the state of Ohio, um, you were the person who put this first version together. You and uh, the state senator there, uh, Mr. Clark, I think it was. Um, yes, Alan yeah. Clark. Yeah, you guys and, You guys did this first. Can you tell us about, tell us about uh, the, the bill that you came up with back in 2021? 
Well, first of all, it was definitely a team effort, and, and I'm seeing that te- same team effort there in Ohio with the House and the Senate and all the members that voted for this. This is amazing. I'm, I, I feel like I'm, the, the grin is going from ear to ear watching everybody come together and stick up for kids. And it was the same in Arkansas. When, when we put this bill on the desk, we had 65 co-sponsors. Wow. Um, every single person that I went and approached and said, do you know what they're doing to kids? And do you want a piece of this action? They're like, yes, this is so wrong. How could somebody do that to a kid? You can't make those decisions under 18. Heaven knows what all of us did under 18. And I'm so thankful we didn't have social media around. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> so no way do we need to be cutting off body parts. Um, so thank God in Arkansas, at least we started the process. Now we're in court. We've um, The first round we've lost. And now we're on the way to the Eighth Circuit. Um, we kind of feel really good about the Eighth Circuit, but then, of course, we'll end up in Supreme Court. Um, so it's a, one of those things where you lose, you win, and then you go to the big show. So we'll see how that all goes. But we did win the vote in the House and the Senate, and then the governor, I would have laid money that my governor at the time would never have vetoed that bill. But... It was quiet for seven days, and that's not a good thing. Um, it was quiet, and then the morning of, by noon that day, he had to decide what he was going to do, and he called and said, I'm going to veto. And I, I, the, the what, shock, he, what, what, what reason did he offer? He just felt like it was um, a bridge too far, that it was too radical, and um, we needed some type of a grandfather clause. And, and my response is, you don't grandfather in castration of children um and there's just no way that this is this doesn't work with the science what's wrong is still wrong and i I just think he listened to a lot of bad advice i can't go into his brain and his heart but he listened to a lot of bad advice Um, and it wasn't just my personal opinion yeah, it wasn't just him. We're talking to Robin Lundstrom. She's a state representative in Arkansas who passed the first version of the SAFE Act. Uh, happened in her state in 2021. They overrode Governor Asa Hutchinson's veto in order to make this law. Um, it wasn't just him, though. I mean, I'm looking at some coverage of this. The ACLU uh, fought mm-hmm. you guys tooth and nail. Uh, yes, let's very see. much so. Uh, there, there, were, there were, you know, the, the typical left-wing and LGBTQ organizations that want uh, these kids to be, and I, I hate to say it this way, but to be experimented on because this is something that is so new and it is so radical. It has not been done or studied on a widespread basis ever in human history. So it's really, truly still experimental. Um, but these people, these people fought you guys wanting to to protect kids from bad decisions that are made, like you pointed out, that most of us make uh, before our brains are formative and we are adult enough to know what in the heck we're doing. Yeah, my time under testimony or under oath, I didn't. They never put me on the stand. Was six hours and forty two minutes. So no, they're very serious about this. They want the opportunity to castrate and mutilate children. So it's not something that's. That this is a money making opportunity, whether it's. Planned Parenthood or some of these children's hospitals or a hospital, the nurses, or not the nurses, but the surgeons, mm-hmm. um, big pharma. This is a big money-making scheme on the back of children. 
Oh, there's no so, question. Uh, there, there's a there's it, a profit motive. I think you're exactly right in the medical providers, and I don't even want to use the word care to say medical providers because it's not care. Um, no, and there is care. a profit profit motive, obviously, for the pharmaceutical companies who are going to have lifelong patients here who are going to be taking their drugs to keep their, uh, you know, their their natural hormone levels suppressed and so forth. All of these things are for sure, but it's more than just profit motive, isn't it, Representative Lundstrom? There is a there is an agenda here um, that the the left wing is trying to use to expand the power of another quote-unquote marginalized base for the purposes of power. I feel like that's what they're really recruiting these kids for. Sure. Once they've got these these kids in the fold, they've got future soldiers forever because they'll never be able to turn back. And that's not exactly true. They can detransition, but the hell that they've been through to get to that point, one of the things that I've made a lot of friends in the process of doing this, both in the transgender community and gay and lesbian community, and one of the things that uh, a good friend of mine pointed out to me, who's transgender, he said, Robin, there's an inside deal you don't even understand, and you'll never understand because you're not one of us. But there's a really sick joke. It's called the seven-year itch. And I went, what? He said, after all the hell, all the surgeries, the top surgery, the bottom surgery, the medication, going through all this emotional drama and physical drama that your body goes through, after about seven years, you realize it doesn't get any better, and that's when the suicide rates go up. What do you mean, Scott? You know, he said they call it the seven-year itch. You decide whether to give up or you live in this body or you're going to stay where you bloom, where you're planted, and people just give up and commit suicide. I said, that is sick and sad. He said, that's why we have the highest suicide rates in the country, and they call it the seven-year itch. I said, that is the most sick thing I have heard. He said, then they don't talk about that on the social media, and they don't talk about that in the news programs. If they did, we wouldn't have this transgender issue at all. Well, no, because of course it's they don't. Sad. Yeah, of, of course they don't talk about it. In fact, what they do is they talk about it in just the opposite way. Um, I, I, sure. I, I commented on this, uh, This, you know, I think it was maybe in response to one of the posts that Representative Click made. And somebody underneath that uh, said something like, why do you want uh, more kids to commit suicide? They're saying that if these kids aren't allowed to transition and have their bodies mutilated and have their uh, their fertility, you know, uh, become infertile and sterilization and so forth, if you don't if you don't let them do that, they're going to kill themselves on the front end rather than the reality, which shows that 19 times this kind of buttresses the point mm-hmm. you just made about the seven year itch. Uh, uh, adults in their 20s who have had these surgeries uh, that started the process when they were doing the the drugs as kids um, are 19 times more likely than the general population of the same age range to commit suicide. Not 19%, 19 times. It's extraordinary. And they want us to think that it's life-saving to do these mutilating things to these kids so they don't kill themselves beforehand. Mm -hmm. And your representatives and senators in Ohio are standing up against all the woke media that's going to come after them. The emails and the comments that they're going to get from some people outside of the state are going to be horrendous. And they're going to stand there and they're going to push a button to override that governor. And they're going to do the right thing and go home and sleep in bed at night knowing that I did the right thing. And what's incredible about this, I walked into the legislature the day of the um, vote Mm -hmm. and there were, we get pink sleeps where you can put a note to your representatives and there were 32 little pink slips on my desk. And I thought, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look, you know, stay focused. And, of course, curiosity got to me, and I started to look, and I peeled up the first one and said, we're praying for you. The next one, we're praying for you. Our whole church is praying for you. Vote for this bill. They didn't know it was my bill. They had no idea. We're praying for you. Vote for this bill. It's a must. Out of the 32, there was only one that said, don't vote for it. The wow. people back home had my back. 
the people of Ohio get it. It's the loud and proud folks that are pushing an agenda that, yes, they've got the mic of the press, the vast majority of the press, but the people back home have more common sense. You've got to trust the people back home. They care about their kids. They love their kids. And those state reps and state senators are doing the right thing, and they're the heroes in the moment right now. And they just need to stick to it. And I'm proud of, of Gary and the whole team, the speaker, your lieutenant governor and secretary of state, and all these folks in Ohio that are doing the right thing. They're going to be able to look back and say, we did the right thing for the kids of Ohio. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly pretty, what... pretty amazing and cool. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. We're talking to a state representative from Arkansas, Robin Lundstrom. <clears throat> who passed the first version of the SAFE Act in her state, same exact uh, bill, or very close to it in terms of language that was passed uh, by Representative Gary Click in the General Assembly uh, last month. Uh, it was vetoed by Mike DeWine. He waited until the very 11th hour to veto it. It mm-hmm. sat for 10 days uh, before he uh, before he uh, made his decision. Um, how do you, Representative Lundstrom, respond to those who say in, in what Mike DeWine said in his veto? And what he said in his veto was is that... Um, it, it is wrong for the government to substitute its judgment for what should happen with a child uh, for that of the parents, the two people who love them the most, that the government shouldn't tell them what to do. The parents and the doctors working with those parents should be the ones who decide what they do with these kids. Here's a shocker for you. In a lot of situations, I agree. But we as parents also buckle our kids in the car. We don't give our kids alcohol. We don't give our kids illegal drugs. We as a community and we as and people of conscience as adults, we behave in a certain standard to protect children. I don't think this is outside of that standard at all to say we don't cut off penises and we don't cut off breasts and we don't experiment on children. This is definitely part of that bumpers that society puts up. I don't think it's a far stretch at all. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's well said. And, um, you know, they're going to continue to push and claim that this is government intervention. But you know what? There are times when the government is supposed to intervene. If a parent is abusing their child, the government intervenes. If a parent is neglecting their child, the government intervenes. Exactly. And if a parent is going to put their kid on a table and say, cut him up, um, the, the government ought, ought to intervene and say, no, you can't do that. Yeah, sure. Every single time and twice on Sunday. Uh, this is this is how we behave in a civilized society. We look back at the Nazis and we're aghast at what we see in history, and and we wonder how could that happen. And it's it's because one pe- people didn't know, but the people that did know didn't know what to do, and it was a war. Mm-hmm. But we're not at war. We know, and so it's on us if we don't do something. It's on us if we don't say something. And the Ohio legislature is saying something. The governor, it's on him now. If you listen to the siren song of the liberals, it, it, you, you lose your way every single time. Yep, yep, and it all absolutely. sounds good for a while and until the wheels come off. And then when it does, it's an absolute mess. And here we are. And I, so, I, am, I hope the legislature stays strong, stays true. It, is, it sounds they are, and it's really going to be a, a great day for Ohio. So, Representative Lundstrom, tell me about great days for Arkansas. Can you do you have any metrics, any statistics, or anything that can give us uh, an idea of how things have changed since this passed, since it was vetoed, since it was overridden in Arkansas in terms of numbers of kids and uh, whether or not the law is being followed now? 
Well, unfortunately, castration and uh, mutilation of children goes on in Arkansas because the ACLU, of course, ran to court. The judge, it was a one-bench ruling. I mean, one judge made the decision for the state of Arkansas, so children are still mutilated in Arkansas. Um, We are now going... Where does it stand in the courts? We are in the Eighth Circuit, and we will be there sometime this spring. And it looks very favorable for us there, but who knows? I mean, you go to court, it's really up to those judges to rule, but it is in the Eighth Circuit, and that's a very positive thing for us. Um, According to all the attorneys who read those tea leaves, I'm not an attorney, so they they keep telling me this is a good thing. Um, and then the other side will we, we appeal, and then it goes it goes to the Supreme Court. So, what does your state Supreme Court makeup look like? No, the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant the state Supreme Court first. Oh, okay. So this is being challenged in federal court. Oh, I see. Yes. That's that's a surprise to me. I didn't realize this. I thought a state law like this would have to be challenged in state court. <clears throat> well, we're we're on the way to the Eighth Circuit, and then when the Eighth Circuit, um, the ACLU will obviously not stand still for that if of we course. win in the Eighth Circuit. And I mean that's the way it works. So we just we bide our time. So now I'm really um, worried, actually, because I look at the <laughs> U.S. Supreme Court, you know, headed up by John Roberts, and I know the numbers have changed since Obergefell, but, you know, you, you see some radical things being done by what you thought were constitutional originalists uh, with uh, same-sex marriage at the Supreme Court level. So, I, you know, I feel better about what looks like a 6-3 court right now, but I don't know if I could be assured of anything at this point. No, I'm not assured of anything, but I am assured that, I think this this subject this this issue is coming to the forefront and 10 other states have passed this it has it is coming to the forefront as far as the science people are starting to get that this is mutilating children they're looking at every single issue that's coming every single study that's starting to come out other countries have said wait a second whoa this is really bad is that Sweden after 30 years have has suspended this for minors. Um, the Netherlands, Finland, unfortunately, even the transgender community, as they age, they're starting to show the signs and the stress, the cardiovascular disease, cerebrovascular disease, osteoporosis, all of the different issues. Their own bodies are bearing witness of just how horrible this is. So you talk to an adult transgender and they're letting us know, I'm not able to have children. I don't have bodily functions that I was promised I would have. I can't even go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. All of the things that that they were promised, quote-unquote, normal life, it's not happening. And so they're bearing witness to the horror of this. It's played out in front of us. So something as simple as just living life, it's bearing fruit. Yeah. So I, I think with time, people are starting to get with to get the the whole act, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And people yeah, have it, common sense. Mid America, they know what's going on. You're not going to pull the wool over their eyes. What, what I what I get very frustrated with, Robin, and we'll have to close here. We're just about out of time, but 
is you mentioned you can detransition. You can, but you can't. I mean, even if you look at those who are no. making the most noise about this, those who uh, acknowledge what they did about how imprudent it was, about how what a terrible decision was, and they regret it forever, and they do treat detransition back, but they never get back their bodily functions. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the voices change, and those don't change when you try to detransition. So you have otherwise females who with, with now deep male voices because of the hormones that they took. All of these things are warning signs and and you would think that people would listen to them the people who i mean doctors don't know because they haven't been through it parents don't know because they look at the people who have been through it and the and the rising number of people who went through this and have massive regrets and who are sounding the alarm saying stop this now before it happens to other people the way it happened to me you would think their testimony would carry more weight than anybody else's you would hope you would hope but you know what? The, the liberals don't want to don't want to listen to that common sense, that deep small voice that tells you right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's up to us to speak the truth anyway, and that's what Ohio's doing. They're speaking the truth anyway, and it's exciting to see. And I my hat is off to the Ohio legislature for standing up for kids. Well, we uh, we certainly salute you and the Arkansas legislature for kind of pioneering this whole thing and leading the way. Uh, thank well, you it was for a what team you- effort. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad of that. And I hope we have enough members of our team to get this thing done here, to override this veto for Mike DeWine. And Lord knows if there's going to be uh, court challenges here as well. But hopefully we uh, we can all get to the place where our first concern is not our political agendas, but looking out for our kids. And now that's what Never give are. up. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Robin Lundstrom, uh, state representative in Arkansas, keep up the great work out there. Thank you so very much for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.